welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And my name is Dave. It is. It is Dave. Dave, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. How about yourself? This is our Thanksgiving episode. So, of course, yeah. I am super pumped. Yeah, it's been a fucking crazy uh, news world the past week, I would say. And none of it had to do with Thanksgiving, and none of this show will have to do with Thanksgiving. Oh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate that holiday. <laughs> Whoa, okay, wait a second. Look, I was making some random jokes here and there, but why do you hate Thanksgiving? Um, I'm such a picky eater, dude. And when I'm invited oh. to another Thanksgiving, I just look at it all. I'm like, oh, shit. Anything that ends in the word casserole, I won't touch because it's a gross word. Oh, so, wait, wait. It's really the word and not the actual food? Because yeah, for me, oh, okay. It's the actual food for me. Oh, it's both. Okay. All right. Yeah. Casserole or anything that ends in the word loaf or um, <laughs> stuffing just fucking gross. So I, I, I'm not really all in for Thanksgiving. I can't wait till you get the death threats. I know, it's coming. <laughs> I'm actually with you, though. I'm a very picky eater as well. So Thanksgiving for me, the reason why I love it is because basically, normally, depending on where you work, you get a half day from work on Wednesday, and then you get a guaranteed Thursday and Friday off of work. And that doesn't happen yes. for any other holiday. I know. <laughs> so that's why I love Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, that, is a, that is a perk. I mean, and then the family and friends and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I have a pretty small family, though, so I see them once a week as it is. Oh, so I see family once a year. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, don't live ne- they don't live near you? Some do, but I don't have oh, time. Okay. How am I supposed to, look, yeah. how am I supposed to put shows out if I'm going to see family and enjoying my life? That's crazy, Dave. <laughs> you have to explain to family what you do at, at the gatherings? Some listen. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so then it's like, hey, I'm already there okay. this whole time. So it's like, hey, we've been listening to you like you've been here the whole time. And I'm just like, hey, uh-huh. hopefully your lives are going well. <laughs> All right. I think that's enough of fucking Thanksgiving talk. We got a lot to get to tonight, like always. So, Dave, how about we start the show? Let's go. All right. It is scene news time, and we're going to start off right away with the thing that everyone was talking about last week. I'm not even going to lead that in with a joke. We're just going to go right to it, and we're going to talk about the ending of Warp Tour. Dave, please take it away. Allegedly, the um, Warp Tour has ended. I will say allegedly because the 25th, 25th anniversary is a possible possibility, you think? All right. It sounded like you were going to make a statement, and then your sentence went up like a question. So I'll go ahead, <laughs> and I will answer that. So yes, this is going to be in 2018, I believe the 24th year of Warp Tour. Yeah. So there is the possibility that they do something in 2019 for the 25th year, though what they basically said was, 2018 is the end of the cross-country Warp Tour. That doesn't uh-huh. mean they might not have a festival every year like mm-hmm. a so what fest or something like that where they yeah. do you know one or two days maybe maybe a weekend and they choose a spot that would work for many people and they do that once a year that is a possibility yeah and you can write it down now i think this is a cash grab i think they're trying to bring out a huge fucking crowd for the last or supposed last year so 
that conspiracy is already going. I think this <laughs> is a cash grab. Um, I don't see it ending. I, th- I think it ch- changes a little bit, but okay. I think this is out there for let's get a huge crowd. And I don't think you're off base at all whatsoever. I would hope that they wouldn't play with people's emotions like that. But yeah. one of the reasons why they said that they were ending was because of low ticket sales. So how do you get mm-hmm. ticket sales up? You say, hey, this is the last time it's going to happen. So I have heard reports from people that have said ticket sales on the West Coast were terrible. And on the East mm-hmm. Coast, everything was much better. And that kind of makes sense, right? Because I don't know if the scene is changing enough that people just aren't going to concerts. But also, let's not forget, it's fucking hot as balls out there yeah. in the West. I mean, remember, I think they had to cancel like half the day in Arizona because it was like 120 degrees. Yeah, that's too fucking hot. <laughs> I mean, look, I think I've mentioned this when I talk to Rick online sometimes, you know, hater Rick, who does all the images and everything for Ian Hates Conversations. I would much rather sweat than freeze, sweat yeah. than shiver. You know what I mean? Yep. So, I hate being cold, man. Yeah, I hate fucking being cold. So I would prefer that, but it's kind of understandable. So the question is really, sure. If they have an amazing year coming up in 2018, is that enough to say, hey, we noticed that all of you love this so much, we're going to start doing it again? I don't know how that will go over with people, but I think people want Warp Tour. Yeah, I think the general population wants it. And I think it's a good time for them to announce the end of it because of all these allegations that have come about. Um, I think it kind of blends in. Like, I almost want to say they're, they're blaming Warp Tour almost in a way for all these allegations and when all this things, all these type of things go down. So they can announce the end of warp tour now and people would understand the reasoning because all this bullshit that's been going on. But in reality, I just like we just said, I think it's going to be back or it should be slightly changed. Well, what we have to talk about though, is a lot of allegations and a lot of really shitty things have happened on warp tour. Yeah. And I still remember the really hilarious hard times article talking about how all the stages at Warp Tour had to be moved back 100 yards. Yep. Like, that's that's genius. That's a fantastic, uh-huh. hilarious article, for sure. Uh-huh. But some of it might be actually true, is they don't want to deal with any more issues, and Warp Tour just made everything really, really easy. And it's a really hard tour, too, and I think that's something funny to bring up. A lot of people right now are doing the whole, let's get a petition going to get signatures to get My Chemical Romance to reunite Uh to play Warp Tour. And look, I appreciate the love that My Chemical Romance gets, but please don't be dumb. Like, just (laughs) think about it. My Chemical Romance didn't like doing the crazy touring that they were doing all the time. Do you think that they would want to get back together to play arguably the hardest possible tour? (laughs) And I'm not saying that My Chemical Romance wouldn't buy an amazing bus or whatever and they'd be treated like the rock stars that they are, the gods that they are on that tour. Like they get the Mm -hmm. final spot every single night. They probably wouldn't have to do absolutely anything. They have, you know, they have the money to make Mm -hmm. this kind of luxury the best that they can. But still, they are not going to do that. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it happening. If it, if it were to happen, it would be the final date, and that would be it. <laughs> yeah, that's a possibility. Or 
maybe they would get together for the 25th anniversary show. But even then, My Chemical Romance doesn't want to get back together, nor do I think they think they owe anything to Warp Tour. Nope. But I will say MCR getting back together would be the absolute biggest thing to happen in the scene ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So if they really wanted to make their money, that would be the way to go, even though I think they'd end up paying MCR most of that money that they would get. Yeah. <laughs> they would get paid. I've seen the ones for from first to last to get back together, mm-hmm. or at least a tour. I mean, technically, they are yeah. supposed to be back together. But to actually do the tour, I think that would be amazing. I think all that kind of stuff would be amazing. I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, the from first to last one, that one still has me curious to see what happens next. Well, Matt Good just had a baby. And congratulations yeah. to him, by the way. <laughs> but so I don't think he's ready to go out on a two month long tour. No. So Yeah, I don't I don't see them touring. I see them maybe putting out an album next year, but that's about it. Oh, I can only hope. I can only hope. But man, look, I love Warp Tour. I really do. It's a highlight of my year. Even when shitty things happen, like that downpour, that fucking torrential flooding. That happened in mm-hmm. Boston this year. It doesn't matter because Warp Tour is still awesome. So I yeah. will be disappointed if it really does go away. What I will say also, though, is I am very, very excited, not because it's the last one, but because for the first time in maybe 10 years, Boston has a Friday Warp Tour date. <laughs> and that's just fucking amazing to me because that's yeah. a big thing, too. And I wonder if they actually think about that as much as we do. But sure, Warp Tour is aimed at the 14 to 22, maybe. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Yeah, I would say, yeah, 14 to 22. Just a guess. But if that's who they're focusing on, sure, in the summer, you don't have school, but normally you have work. And if you don't have work, you don't have money to go to Warp Tour. So it's very difficult to get people to go out on a weekday. It's the same thing for me. If I want to go to Warp Tour, I have to take a day off of work. Yeah. And that's kind of crazy. I still do it. But that's taking yeah. a Wednesday off of work. And then you come in sunburn the next day and people are like, what were you doing? It's like, I was at Warp Tour. <laughs> so new Warp Tour idea. What if they only, like on their schedule, they did plan maybe their top 10 to 20 range, their biggest um stops they do and do it just on the weekend yeah that'd be sweet i don't know there's a lot to talk about there's going to be a vacuum that opens up if warp tour really is done what do bands do because as we know touring for other bands pretty much stops during the summer because no one wants Mm -hmm. to compete with warp tour and sure some bands follow warp tour but really that doesn't always work no not always so the question is is it possible that this actually makes the scene stronger because now you're going to have a lot of different tours going out and a lot of people maybe even putting out more new music during this time. Yeah. Who knows? I, I was talking about that not too long ago, and I, I believe that it could be better for bands not to be on Warp Tour. Um, not to mention, you know who covers Warp Tour primarily is your alt press. <laughs> um, so I really, on my newsfeed, these bands that do incredible shows really don't get what they deserve through the media. Um, However, if I'm following silent planet on Facebook and Instagram, they have a tour, a summer tour. I'm going to that rather than their alt press doesn't cover shit on them. Primarily. I said they got that award and half the people there probably had no fucking idea who they were. So, right. 
Yeah. So I think it could benefit him. That I mean, that's what we hope, right? We're not looking mm-hmm. for a tour to disappear for the scene to be hurt by it. You know what I mean? Like, I want yeah. whatever is best for the scene. So if that means Warp Tour does amazing numbers this coming year and they decide, hey, we're not going to cancel it, then fine. If it does and then a lot of awesome stuff shows up, then that's great. I just don't want people to fall off of this music because of this. Yeah, I think there's there's some bands that really could suffer from it due to their label dispute. I think we talked about Broadside not too long ago. I think bands like Broadside really benefit from Warp Tour. So hopefully, well, the Broadside Tour thing, that, that was a whole other story. But um, True. yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Like I said, this might not be the last one. It would be a very calculated and risky marketing move to do this. Yes, it would. Mm-hmm. But either way, we're going to have our Warp Tour special next year. I really hope that they don't just overrun the lineup with old bands. And when I say old bands, I mean ones that started with Warp Tour. I understand the nostalgia, but one of the reasons, yeah. and probably the biggest reason I go to Warp Tour is to see up-and-coming bands. Yeah, So, yeah, I want to see those up-and-coming bands. That's why I go. Let's hope there's a healthy mix. Yeah, we can only hope. We can only hope. Next up, pretty short story here. Telly Smith of The Word Alive got a compound fracture while playing a live show recently. Now, he's not going to cancel the shows, though. He's going to continue playing, but he's going to do a wheelchair-type thing, similar to what Marilyn Manson's doing. Yeah, and that'll be interesting. That that might take away from the live show a little bit, but who knows? Well, for sure. Uh, I feel bad for. I feel he probably broke his own leg. He had the tour with I Prevail. They have that wrestling ring. Yep. <laughs> but um, but yeah, man, it sucks. I mean, especially for a performer, that is really difficult. I mean, I know he's not playing a sport, but he's jumping around every single night and probably going into the crowd and you know loading in stuff. I don't. I mean, he is a vocalist, so I don't know if he's helping loading. Yeah. But he's doing yeah. a lot, I'm sure. So it really yeah. does suck to have that happen. And then apparently, because he doesn't have health insurance, it's going to be a shit ton of money. So if you want to support Telly, you can go to his clothing line and his jewelry line. And you can buy things through there. And that will definitely get him some money for sure. Yeah, and it says he's only casted up for six weeks. That blows my mind for a compound fracture. For any of the listeners who don't know, compound fracture is... it. It goes through your skin. Like I'm looking at a picture. I mean, he has a bloody knee, like right below his knee. Right. Um, six weeks is not that long. Um, <laughs> I've been in a cast for 12 to 14. Look, he's really lucky he didn't tear his ACL. Yeah. So, I mean, you can look at it a lot of different ways, but hopefully he will recover soon enough. But if you do want to support Telly, you can go to, like I said, his clothing line, his jewelry line. Yep. I'll buy you some earrings, Ian. Thanks, man. You can tell I definitely have my ears pierced, so. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, on that note of support, this is breaking news. The band Coldfront, who I have seen live, they were out with Ghost Key, and then we reviewed their new album, which was really good. They apparently got a shit ton of stuff stolen while they were in what sucks my favorite place in America, San Antonio, Texas. Hmm. They're not looking for GoFundMe pays. They're not looking for anything like that, but... If you go buy their album, that will help them a lot. Yes, which is a very great album, which we reviewed a couple weeks ago. Probably like a month and a half, but it yeah, doesn't it was, matter. It was a good one, though. Yeah, oh, Still of course. That's it. the whole point. 
The whole point is it's a good one. Go support them as well. Help them get back on their feet because I'm pretty sure they still have more touring to do. And I think they're from Canada. Mm. So they have a long trip ahead of them if they're in Texas. Yeah. (laughs) So breaking news, go help Cold Front out as well. So now we go to a little sadder news. We've got Gus Farias. Yeah, that's the way I'm pronouncing it. He's one of the vocalists of Volumes, and he is checking back into rehab for substance abuse. And I say checking back in because if I'm not mistaken, when I saw Volumes the last time, I think he was talking about how he was a certain amount of months sober and not doing heroin anymore. Yikes. So I'm going to say allegedly, but I'm pretty sure, and I'm pretty sure that's why he's going back in, because Little Peep passed away, and that really got into his head, because he was like, it should have been me and not someone talented like that. So I think he talked about how he OD'd multiple times, and he needs help. So he is going to get the help that he needs, so that's great. But I specifically remember him talking about that on stage. Yeah, um, I'd say OD'd four times. Wow. Holy shit. But hopefully he's getting the help he needs now. Yeah. Don't do drugs. You should say that again because I think your robot voice kicked in. Don't do drugs. Because it sounded like you said, er, do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to let the good times roll here. Yeah. And we're going to move into the topic that we had a very lengthy discussion about last week. We have more sexual misconduct allegations. And I guess that's a new buzz term. Sexual misconduct. Hmm. Okay. But I guess first up, we have Eddie from Suicide Silence. He released a statement after allegations of sexual misconduct. And his have to do with a girl who was around 17 years old who he started talking to. And in his statement, he clearly says that he started talking to her when she was underage and told her that their conversation could not be of a sexual nature until she turned 18. Mm, Okay. And then he, I guess, assumed that she turned 18 and then their conversation started getting sexual, which included sending nudes and whatnot, allegedly. Yeah. Um, I will say of all of the uh, statements that I've read recently, he was pretty straightforward, you know? He was because I guess, and I think the girl said this as well, she had lied to him about her age. Uh Uh-huh. So I guess, yeah, she was 17 and she had told him that. But then at some point, he had assumed that she was 18, and she just went along with it. Mm. But still, okay. you know, he was in his 30s. Yeah. The rule is half plus seven. That is the rule for all the People don't know that. People don't know <laughs> it. They should. And half plus seven still means that that is out of bounds. Even yeah. though it's legal, even though 18 is legal in some states, that's still technically <laughs> by the unwritten rule. <laughs> You're not allowed to do that. But she did lie to him. But once Mm -hmm. again, I go back to what I stated last week. People under the age of 18 and probably 18 and a little up are really fucking dumb. So they don't (laughs) understand this type of thing. Yeah. I think you should just know if a person's that young, just just stay away from that situation. Right. I mean, he's a fucking famous singer. He can probably get other women. Like, go 22. I don't know, go somewhere in college. You know what I mean? Like almost done with college in most cases. Like they're still dumb, but at (laughs) least there's a little bit of education there. At least there's a little bit of the real world there. Come on. You're the lead vocalist of one of the biggest, you know, deathcore whatever bands. I mean, you're not deathcore now, but used to be deathcore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
So I don't know. I mean, yes, it is good that he was being upfront. He also said that people in the scene should not bother this young woman. Yeah. So that was good too. But I wouldn't be mad at her. I would more be disappointed in him. Yes. Yeah. I would still lean on the fence that way. Like we said, half plus seven guys, half plus seven. So we'll see how that turns out. But still, I go back to the same thing we said last last week is really you probably shouldn't be that attracted to an 18 year old like that. It's not like once that person turns from 17 and 364 days that just bam, you're at 18. (laughs) All of a sudden, everything's okay. Like, it's still weird. You're still (laughs) you're still almost double her age. So what do you really have in common with that person? Yeah, it's still fucking creepy. You know, this isn't like we're on our high horses here. I think this is just general knowledge. You'd think. You would, wouldn't you? Apparently not in the scene. No. And I guess that brings us to our next one. This one is the allegations against Pierce the Veil. Or not the band as a whole, but really their drummer. Mike. 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 Mike Fuentes. So this is another one. Now, the band has not made a statement. Ooh, that's not good. And I think it's two women that are claiming that he had a relationship with them when they were like 14 or 16, allegedly. Yeah, too young. (laughs) Way too young. Way too young. But I'm not going to read what they said because it's very in-depth, and that's the thing. There are two people saying very in-depth things. There's also pictures Mm -hmm. with someone's body and their private parts blurred out or blacked out. Now, I have not seen this gentleman without his clothes on, but there's a lot of tattoos that I'm guessing can be matched up. So unless he was jerking off on some form of video Skype thing, you know, before with someone who is of age, that would be okay. Yeah. But probably not if they were 16. Yeah. Um, what we're getting at is he's going to be in deep shit. <laughs> yeah, if they can match up those tattoos. Yeah, yeah, he he's gonna be, and that's gonna be a, an awkward. That's gonna be a weird band situation because it's lead singer's brother, right? So that possibly could end that band technically. <laughs> well, let's not forget too that that one of them mentions that she has a whole computer full of all of those pictures and all the timestamps and everything as well. Yeah, he's he's in deep shit. That's if um, he did it. We're still saying if. The band has not made a statement. No one's made a statement. There's not like all of a sudden he's been released from the band or anything. That's not the case yet. So we don't actually know, at least at the time of this recording. Yeah. Hopefully we hear something soon. It makes me think differently about the band. That's for sure. (laughs) It absolutely does. So I think there's also a statement in there saying that her friend reached out to him and said, hey, do you know that the girl you've been sexting with and doing all these things with is 14 15 or 16 it's one of those Mm -hmm. and then he texted the girl that he's been talking to and said hey did you know that so and so said this are you actually that age and the girl's like yeah i'm sorry i am and he's like ha i don't care baby and i'm you know paraphrasing but he's like i don't care i'm just i'm just laughing because i can't believe she would think i would stop because she let me know that and if that's not damning evidence against whoever sent it (laughs) I don't know what else is, but that's why we're saying allegedly because none of this is completely confirmed. Till next episode. <laughs> Probably, unfortunately. Yeah. Next on the list, we're just going down the list here. 
is Don Brocco. <laughs> and now for the Don Brocco one, it seemed like the band handled this very well. Apparently, they are out on tour and they got these allegations against one of their members. And they said, we received these allegations. We're going to look over the evidence and we're going to look over what they're claiming. And then we will make a statement. And I think they took a day or so, somewhere around there, came back out and said, we absolutely disagree with what was said in these statements. They are deflammatory. They are absolutely wrong. And we are getting our lawyer and our lawyer will be handling this. That's a good way as a band to handle this if it didn't actually happen. Yeah, if it did, it's going to be the the end of that band. (laughs) Oh, for sure. I think most of this stuff will end a band. Now, so I will say this. I have not heard word whatever about brand new since we talked about it. Yeah, you haven't heard anything. So could be a good thing for the band. Well, for the band, yeah, but that's the thing. It's not like people are protesting. It's not like people are saying we want our money back for these sold-out tickets. Like, no one's doing anything about it, it seems. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's not the end of the band, which would be a really shitty thing if he did what the people are alleging. Yeah, and I don't follow this band that well simply because I don't like them. Sure. But, um... So I don't really, I'm not up to date with everything as well as maybe I should be. Like I don't have them on any type of social media platform. So when this news hits, I might be a little bit behind, but I'll be there. (laughs) Yeah, I don't follow them either, but (laughs) they're still Mm. technically part of the scene. Yeah, somehow. And last one we have here, there was some action taken against the band because Artery Recordings has dropped slaves from their roster. Oh, dropped. Saw that coming for a good while now. (laughs) There have been a lot of issues, really, all his career. His career, period. Yeah, Johnny Craig, (laughs) obviously. And, you know, it's it's tough to support him. And we're actually not going to play the new single that came out. Actually, what was so crazy about timing of this was that new single came out, I believe, the day before or the day Uh of that they were dropped from the label. Yep. So they came out with the new single and all these crazy awesome merch bundles. Because I was thinking about it, I was like, wow, I really like the artwork. Like, I'm really thinking about doing this. And then I had to think about it and say, well, with all of these alleged allegations that, you know, have been spouting up the last couple of weeks about Johnny, and a lot of them have to do with not only sexual misconduct. Now, I'm not saying he did anything with minors or anything for sure, but they talk about him in relationships with women where he abuses them allegedly yeah those are still yeah, unconfirmed he's a, i've had the honor of uh <laughs> reading a lot of these like people people dug up so much shit on him like he that he said from his twitter from like 2013 2012 i mean old stuff but i mean he 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 digs his own grave in these types of situations um you know this was all over of course dance gavin dance facebook groups going off about it right. um also, not too long ago, I'd say probably about two years ago, his um, girlfriend at the time went off of, about him and like posted these sick pictures. Oh my gosh. But um, we won't get into that, actually. I would say his career is, it's it's got to be done. Well, I, mean, I don't know. He's so talented and I haven't mm-hmm. seen anything, but he might be signed already with another label. I mean, if labels aren't going to take a hard stance on this, why wouldn't they pick up Slays when they have a brand new album coming out that sounds awesome? Yeah, I would love to know. I wonder how many labels have maybe 
reached out to Johnny in the past. Like, I wonder how many label managers he's been in contact with throughout his career and been turned ra- turned down. I honestly don't know if anyone turns him down. I wonder. I mean, anymore. I mean, like, so dra- so much drama involved with him. It's almost too much. Look, I respect his talent. I think he's yeah. an amazing talent. But we just can't as a show, and I know this isn't like putting ourselves out on a limb or anything, but I just can't in good conscience play their shit anymore. Yeah. So that's why we're not playing the new song. And we won't review the album when it comes out unless these allegations are dropped, even though I'm still not sure he's the greatest of people. Like, I would love to talk to him on the show. I would love to uh-huh. have an actual conversation with him. But I also really don't want to promote his stuff, you know? Yeah. So, well, this will definitely be uh, in your in my news feed throughout the week. So we'll see what comes of this one. Very true. And then, yeah, I guess that's the end for allegations right now, even though there are a few more segment. I know. Oh, can you imagine doing like drops and stuff for it? Terrible. Just terrible. (laughs) Oh, man. But yeah, I know there are more out there. Some of them are a lot less confirmed. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about one of my favorite bands. Now we're talking about the used. And this time there's a lawsuit involved, but this doesn't have anything to do with sexual misconduct this has to do with quinn allman the original guitarist for the use who just left the band what like two years ago yeah 2015 so yeah yep so now he's replaced permanently by the previous seosin guitarist which we talked about when we did the whole album review but he is suing the band in general Because apparently, and this is all alleged as well, I think you can actually read all about this if you'd like, but he is suing because apparently he's getting royalty checks sporadically, I guess is probably the best way to say it. It's not on a regular basis, so he believes that the band is doing that to force him into signing the termination agreement that I guess they gave to him two years ago, which he never signed. Because the termination agreement, I guess, had like no severance and had a bunch of stuff saying like, oh, we won't give you the money for the merch from this and you won't be getting royalties for that, which is really fucking shitty if you think about it because he was in the band for 13 years. Yeah, that's pretty shitty. And if this is true, this really does make me question the used in general and really makes me not like them. Oh, I'm feeling the hate. And this time it's real hate. hate. Yeah, now it's the real, yeah, now it's the real hate. Because I already didn't like what the U's were like originally, but then add this in. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, Quinn mentions how I think they were doing like a hometown show the last tour. And Bert texted him and said, You're not welcome at the show. (laughs) And really, we all know, anyone who knows the band knows that Bert is not the driving force of the U's. The driving force of the U's was Quinn. I've never heard anyone say anything bad about Quinn. In fact, I know a lot of people have said very good behind-the-scenes things about Quinn. Mm -hmm. So if this is true, this is a real bitch move by them because he's the reason why they stuck around. I'm not saying I love everything that he did in the band, but the band was much better with him. Mm -hmm. If they're treating him like that, that's so fucked up. Yeah, they, they fucked him over from the sounds of this uh, article. So I hope he wins. I hope he takes yeah. a shit ton of money from them, and I hope they have to pay him royalties for years and years and years <laughs> and years and years. 
Yeah. Because really, I mean, you can tell the difference in the new album, The Canyon, compared oh, to yeah. what Quinn was in. Like You can definitely hear it. And I yeah. know people like it. I know Hater John told me how uh-huh. much he loves the new used album. And I have not changed. I don't hate it. You know, I was very on the fence about it. I was very like, I know it seems like they put a lot of effort into it. But for me, I'm still true to my word. I will never listen to that album again. Because for me, mm-hmm. there's no reason. They have too much of a good back catalog that I would ever need to listen to that. Agreed. That um, I don't have to stick in the stick in the new age of the used. I can go back. <laughs> right. So really, I hope Quinn gets his money because another thing that was mentioned was that without this steady paycheck of money that he deserves, it puts him on hold from doing his other musical projects. And I want to hear more from Quinn because I know I wasn't a huge fan of the EP that he put out. Yeah. I think he put that out with his fiance or wife. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't a huge fan of that style, but that doesn't mean at any point he can't put out something that I would like. Mm-hmm. Yep. So give him his money. <laughs> yes. Give that man his money. And I wish I could do a Russian <laughs> accent because that would be a perfect reference to Rounders. <laughs> but yeah, if that's true, fuck the used. <laughs> right about that, AP. Next up, a really quick one. Apparently, Gene Simmons has been banned by Fox News, and I'd just like to say once again, the mainstream media is copying me because I banned Gene Simmons from E&H Music a fucking (laughs) long time ago. (laughs) Fuck Gene Simmons. Seriously. He's a piece of shit. He always has been. He's never been a good person. (laughs) No, he's always been a douchebag. I can say, you know, I'm sure he does some charity work and stuff like that is great, but him as a person... He's not a good person. No, there's no way. So yeah, he's not allowed on ENH music and he's not allowed on Fox News. So anyways, story done. And now we mention Alt Press once again. And part of this plays into the used. I guess we just brought them okay. up. So I want to cover a few things here. And you know, Dave, maybe we're giving AP too much credit. Maybe the scene doesn't even care about AP anymore. I don't know. I know enough people that talk about AP a lot, like it does mean something, but maybe it doesn't. Mm. So maybe we should stop (laughs) mentioning AP. I don't know. Maybe. You know, maybe us as a little guy shouldn't even be paying any time to them because maybe they're not the big dog anymore. Oh, no. Yeah. I I wish they were gone. (laughs) Like I said, I don't want anyone to lose their jobs, but they really do suck. (laughs) They really do. (laughs) Not to be too blunt about it, but they really do suck. But (laughs) I wanted to bring this up because I had mentioned before that I thought that they had canceled my subscription. And I've had this subscription for years and years and years. I don't even remember how much I pay. I think like you used to go to Warp Tour and you get a free like two years of AP. Like there's a bunch of stuff. So it's probably like forever that I'm going to have this because the amount of actual (laughs) merch that probably was like, hey, you get a free year of AP. It just keeps compounding. So (laughs) finally, I got my Ash Costello issue of AP, the one we had made fun of before. And this is the December issue because I'm pretty sure they put out an issue before the next month. So it's like Mm -hmm. that's actually November's issue. You get that in November and then, you know, they go on from there. So first of all, I looked inside of it and it's very, very thin. They apparently didn't have a lot of content to put in their magazine. (laughs) I guess because they can't print everything that I'm saying. Yeah. 
I flipped to the back to see what their album reviews were like. And I was very surprised. I was, well, I was shocked, Dave. Because (laughs) in the December issue, the only album they reviewed was The Canyon by Used. That's it, huh? Yeah, and it wasn't just a full page, like, here's our review. It was five different people from AP reviewing the album. And surprise, surprise, every single review was four stars or above. Oh, of course. Everything, everything's four stars and above. Of course. So my question to you, Dave, is I then went back to other issues. Okay. And I said, mm-hmm. well, there have been some really good albums that we've talked about that came out in November. Let's just focus on November itself. There have been some really fucking good albums. Yeah. And I went back and I go, holy shit, there's at least, now this isn't the only one, but there's a huge album that they did not review in their magazine. It's a band that we mentioned should probably be on the cover, but obviously to no avail. So my question to you, Dave, is take a shot. What band do we love that had an amazing album come out? What band was not featured in anything AP in the last at least three months? Three months? Ooh, there's a ton. Um... (laughs) Oh, for sure, for sure. But just think of one. We both like them, huh? I don't want to give too much away. All right, all right. This is three months from this date back. Well, correct. All right, now you're getting really technical. December, November, October of AP. So remember, that's staggered by a month. Okay. So, like Monster Flames, would that would that count? Holy shit, you got it in one guess. Oh. We didn't even talk about this off air, which is actually pretty funny. No, we didn't. Yeah. So they did not review Dark Divine in the fucking magazine. Oh, speaking of that, Ian, you may want to check your uh, webcam right here. Oh, man. Yeah. Look at that vinyl beauty. Yeah, look at that beauty right there. (laughs) Could that possibly be Dark Divine? Nailed it. Look at us being better salespeople than AP. Yep. It absolutely blew my mind. I don't think I've ever seen them do a two-page layout for a review of an album and have five people review it, but then review no other, not even a blurb, not even a blurb about that album. Now, there are plenty other, I could start naming off bands that they didn't mm-hmm. review as well. But that's just yeah. sad. Yeah, that's pretty fucking bad. I was gonna, my next guess would be like Vela Maya. I think they actually did review that one. Ooh. Yeah, I think okay. they did. I could be wrong, but I think they did. I don't know. It kind of plays into everything that we make fun of them about. Yeah, that's one of the single best albums this year. Yeah. So that was just, it was killer to me to see something like that. And especially because the used album isn't very good. Yeah. And we've talked about that. Yeah. Well, if something's <laughs> long and it's good. Yeah. Insert jokes here. But seriously, yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's the thing. So I don't know. That's, that's tough to deal with. And then what I also want to bring up, and this is a thing that's killing me lately and not killing me softly either. Just killing me lately. Ooh. We joke around about it a lot. But the whole water parks thing is really getting to me. (laughs) AP won't let it go. They put it on everything because Austin Knight, I guess is his name, is going to be on the cover of next month's AP magazine. And it's everywhere. They won't stop posting about it. And then you've got him making selfie videos about how awesome it is to be on AP, each of them just sucking each other's dicks. And it's just absolutely disgusting. I want to make more jokes here, but 
it really is really annoying. Not only that, apparently it's like super edgy to have colored hair. Yeah. <laughs> apparently Austin has colored hair for the cover of the magazine. So in order to continue to promote, they've been putting blue hair on other old issues. Hmm. So like Andy Black has colored hair and they just keep yeah. on doing that shit and it's gross. Maybe Austin as a person, maybe the band is a bunch of really good guys. Like I'm not attacking them as people, but first off, Austin spells his name like a dipshit. <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> yeah. It's A W whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like that's just fucking that's shitty. And the second thing is I hate his dumb face. I hate how he doesn't have earlobes. I'm not sure if you've noticed that yet. I haven't, but now I will. I'm sure I will now. <laughs> Hopefully that's not a deformity that we're just like making know. fun of. Well, look, There's no fucking earlobe. Look, if I have to listen to water parks, I don't have ears. But, um, <laughs> bam, destroyed them. Did you like that outfit I tagged you in over the weekend? I can't. You got to stop doing this, man. I can't. Seriously, <laughs> it's getting to me. It's actually getting to me. I hate water parks so much. They don't deserve what's happening to them. And I just wonder, like, maybe literally Austin is just, like, really great at sex. And he's just fucking every single staff member at AP. <laughs> I'm going to say allegedly because I don't know if it's going on. But maybe yeah. he's just fucking them and giving them, like, the best fuck they've ever had. And they're like, wow, we got to put this guy everywhere. We got to put mm -hmm. this guy on every single thing that we do. The amount that they're sucking each other's dicks, I wouldn't be surprised if he's on multiple covers of AP in a row. And you will get them all shipped to your door. <laughs> if you subscribe to the brand new AP3 <laughs> or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. They're very untalented. Yeah. Like there's nothing good about them. I might be reaching out here a little bit. Okay. But I have a very good feeling we're not going to review the album. I don't know, man. I think those are the albums we have to review because I think people need to hear something honest in their lives. Okay. That would be my guess. Well, I mean, look, Jackson and I did the original, you know, first full length that came out this year from Water Parks. Uh -huh. And it was just, it was god awful. There's literally no talent in them. They are not a pop punk band. They are a pop band. They are a bubblegum pop band. Yeah, that's it. So why is AP even caring about anything that they do? Yeah, alternative music. Is, you would think, think right? Where, yeah. So, sorry, I went off on a rant there. I can't help it. I hope that they're good people. I'm not attacking them personally. And really, I don't even feel like I'm attacking. I feel like I'm defending myself because it's been an onslaught against me. That's how I feel like. I feel like it's an onslaught against us as music lovers that they're all over every single thing. Like I want them to invent some plugin for the internet that filters out anything water parks. <laughs> I never want to know that this band exists. And I don't think I've said that about anyone. Ooh, maybe not. Like we all know, you know, I make fun of I set my friends on fire, I make fun of capture. I make fun of the new Sleeping With Sirens and I Prevail. Like, really shitty bands, for sure. Uh -huh. We definitely take our shots at them because they deserve it. This band, I don't want any part of. Like, I don't even really like making fun of them because it just, <laughs> it hurts me. 
to see the anything first about half of this episode <laughs> this first half of this episode didn't land you an ap article i'm sure that <laughs> portion did <laughs> yeah i can't do it they finally got to me they finally got to me ap <laughs> you did how it. long until that album comes out do you do you know i don't know they had a single that i refused to play on the show it's only gonna get worse buddy oh i know i know I just I I understand when a band is being pushed because they're good. I understand when a band's being pushed because they're talented. Mm-hmm. I don't understand this. Yeah, it's been too much for my news feed. I will say that it has. And look, obviously, we're giving promotion to them by talking about them. I don't give a shit. They've already got all the promotion they'll ever, ever need. So it doesn't matter yeah. if someone who's listening to the show goes, oh, I need to check out that band Waterparks. Good. Go do it. You're just going to hate it because it is fucking awful. <laughs> Phew. All right, Dave. I think we're all done with that rant. So how about we go on to new songs? Let's go. All right, everyone, it is new song time, and we begin tonight with Real Friends and their new track, Get By. Let's take a listen. Now we have the new one from The Plot New. This is Not Just Breathing. The upcoming album Dispose comes out February 16th on Fearless Records. Let's take a listen. Next up, we have the new one from Dashboard Confessional. This is We Fight. The album Crooked Shadows comes out February 9th on Fueled by Ramen. Let's take a listen. Next up, we have Machine Head 
Beyond the Pale. Their new full-length album, Catharsis, comes out January 26th on Nuclear Blast Records. Let's take a listen. Next up, we've got Husbandry with Elder Spencer Deary. The upcoming EP, Bad Weeds Never Die, comes out December 1st on Aqualam Records. Let's take a listen. Next, we have Sect with Stripes. The album No Cure for Death comes out November 24th on Southern Lord Records. Let's take a listen. Last up, we have Rivals with Low. The upcoming album Damn Soul comes out February 2nd on Smart Punk Records. Let's take a listen. Dave, that was not a lot of new songs this week. So how about you let me know if there was anything good there? I liked 
the Real Friends song, and I didn't expect to. I like Real Friends. The last album kind of kind of was a miss for me. Oh, but, uh, I like that track. Okay, uh, I like what they do. Anyways, like I like their previous work, and I like that track, so it works for me. Yeah, uh, the plot and you. How do you feel about that direction? I like it. I like it. The plot and you once again. You know, they used to be a joke. Mm-hmm. And then they made the changes. They made the right changes. Hopefully, this is the direction that they want to go in. Hopefully, they didn't just make changes because you know they were you know made fun of a lot. Yeah. And I enjoy seeing them live. I am seeing them live on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. Right. So I am very much looking forward to that. I like this direction. I think this really works for them. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very good direction. This song. I haven't had enough time with it yet. I need to keep listening to it. Um, it's hilarious how I listen to this on YouTube and it just goes to the next suggested listen. Listen, and it'll be like one of their old songs, like "Wife Beater." <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Such a huge difference. <laughs> Such a huge, mungus difference. Yes, that yeah. is for sure. And by the way, I'm not sure if anyone could hear it, but I guess I apparently just got a call while we were doing this. I have no idea <laughs> if people could hear it or not, but I'm going to apologize for that because I'm not sure. If I can actually edit that out or not. Oh, AP is already calling them up. Yep, they're trying to get water parks on the show. Oh. <laughs> and just before we recorded this, I listened to the Dashboard song, and that's fucking terrible. I've never really been a fan of theirs anyways, but it sounds like something that I can't put my finger on, but just pretty generic stuff. Yeah, it's very, I don't know, chanty and just just sounds untalented, so... I would say they're talented. It was just so, like, I don't know. It was like a, a sing-along, I would say. Well, sure. Aren't all their songs? Bad sing-along. Dude, what if I just started saying, <laughs> your hair is everywhere? You would just start singing <laughs> along. Like, that's the way it works. <laughs> Any other highlights for you? You know, I like the new Machine Head. I thought that okay. was different. Maybe it's also because that came right after Dashboard. It's a possibility, mm-hmm. but I think it's also because <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed it. And then uh, I really liked Husbandry. Mm-hmm. I did not like the music video. <laughs> it was just like close-ups on people's faces and then bees. It's like close-up bees. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're singing a lot of bees. Holy shit. <laughs> but I actually like that dynamic a lot. I think their vocalist is very good. So I would like to hear more from them for sure. I'm looking forward to that EP. And then I would also like to say, get on the fucking bandwagon because Rivals is going to be fucking huge. Yep, I agree. Like, I'm surprised they're not on AP right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I really enjoyed that, though. So we're going to say it here first, probably. I don't know. Maybe some other people yeah. have said it. We're going to say it here first, though. This band is going places. <laughs> maybe that's yep. an understatement. But I really yeah. enjoyed that a lot. Yep. It's, uh, you're calling it kind of like the whole entire sleep on it type of band? Oh, man. The amount of bands. Right yeah. The amount of bands that AP has ripped off from this show. It just happens. <laughs> just happens. It happened with the funeral portrait, too. Ooh. Oh, yeah. But they've been great for a really long time. I don't think I found them. I'm not saying that at all. Because <laughs> you know how much I love the funeral portrait and Lee. So. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, man. That's weird. That's the last part of new songs. I think it's because it's the lead up to Thanksgiving. That's my only guess. But that's okay, though. All right. So before we go on to our favorite part of the show, we're going to do a little concert reviewing. All right, Dave, you went to see a band that we brought up earlier on in the show, Water Parks. How was it? 
Oh, I, I was going to Water Park, you wouldn't believe it. I had to take a detour. Oh. Found myself at a Lake Monster Flame show. Well, that's a downgrade. Uh-huh. <laughs> so <laughs> I saw Lake Monster Flames and also Phineas. Um, Phineas nice. played right before them. Um, both bands were incredible. Arguably one of my favorite shows I've been to. Place was sold out, which is also good to see. Uh, so I was more curious to see how their like Monster Flames new songs would play live because they are they're not quite as heavy as their older songs. Sure, but they play they I think they played four new songs. It went Phineas, Light Monster Flames, Fit for a King, In Hearts Wake. They had a good amount of time up there. Um, they started they had to finally have a new opening track, which it was always uh the worst in me but they changed it to the opening track on the new album new plagues okay which was yeah, that was so good i was so happy to see they changed that it just shows that they're kind of confident in their new sound because i was afraid they're going to tiptoe around and only play maybe like one or two which i was scared of scared. but they played um dark divine which was the best song they've ever played live in my opinion nice nowhere left to sink and there was one more later in the album um but it was all around awesome. Um, Very cool. I bought merch, of course. Of course. Bought a windbreaker, and as you guys might have heard earlier, I bought uh Well, my girlfriend bought us the vinyl. <laughs> I have to give credit when where credits due, you know. <laughs> she stood right. in the line for so long. Oh man, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, Phineas was also way better than I expected. Um, I've seen them before, and they weren't. They didn't sound as good as they did that night. Ah. Um, I'm inclined to believe like Monster Flames have the single best merch table of all time. I'm not sure if they're coming around you. No, I think they were at the Palladium and I was doing uh, Ian Hates Conversations. Uh, it was really good. Well, if they come back around, obviously I will. Yeah. I Hopefully they do a tour with this entire new album. Yes, I would love to hear it front to back. Yeah, he's getting married soon. So Congratulations. We will see what happens. And on that note about albums being played front to back, like I mentioned before... I am going to see Dayseeker, The Plot in You, and Ice Nine Kills doing the entire Every Trick in the Book live on Friday right after Thanksgiving. Wow. Um, I'm inclined to believe Dayseeker is <laughs> one of the most busy bands of this year. Oh, absolutely. I can't wait to buy some Dayseeker merch. Yeah, they, they have The Plot in You as well. Dayseeker, The Plot in You, Hail the Sun, and Idola have literally been and the ongoing concept, have been touring, I feel like, all year. Well, I'm looking forward to the show. And I have my VIP oh, yeah. for Ice Nine Kills. So I'll see Spencer oh, awesome. once again and give him my card and be like, hey, he should come on the show for probably the 20th time. <laughs> 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 on that note, Dave, I think it's time to get to our favorite part of the show. doggy i don't even know why i did that but we're gonna continue <laughs> on dave and we are gonna get to album reviews this is our favorite part of the show this week's a little hit and miss again it is but there's some good hits yes i agree so let's start off with kissing candace safe word ep 
on Stay Sick Recordings. This is a new metal band. This is not their first EP. I think this is like their second EP. They had a full-length release before as well. They definitely have hints of other bands like Slipknot as well as other new metal bands as well. Hit the Roof actually reminded me of a breakdown from the past that is coming up later on in the episode. Ooh. But the problem I have with this is that there's just not enough here to really get into it. And I want yeah. more, but they do suffer sometimes from a little bit of lyrical issues, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that. So it's not that it's bad, but you have to like that old school new metal kind of feel. Yeah. Lyrics-wise, everything else-wise, that's what this band is like. So I would like to hear another full-length release, but for this, there's just not enough to get into right now. Yeah, there's not enough. Um, a very interesting Instagram, by the way. I'm not surprised. <laughs> but I think they were putting this out now because they signed with Stay Sick. All right. So it's like, hey, let's put our music out there. Let's get people interested again, and then maybe new music will be in 2018. Okay. So I'm looking forward to it. Next up, we have Valiers with Lost in Familiarity EP. I think I got it. Familiarity. <laughs> <laughs> this is on Dream Atlantic Records. This is a metalcore slash melodic hardcore band from the UK. Only four tracks. That's going to be the yeah. only negative I have for this. But I thought this was definitely good. It was fast-paced. Great clean and unclean vocals. I really enjoyed everything about this, except that there wasn't enough there. I'm in the same boat. Me and Ian were trying to find this on Apple Music and Spotify for about a week now, and we literally just got it this morning. So, yep. <laughs> and it was easily one of my favorites, even though it's an EP. But the cleans and uncleans, it's a great EP. And I checked them out on Instagram. They don't have much of a push at all. So, right. I suggest everyone go check them out. Me too. I definitely do as well. And maybe it's a money issue. Maybe it's something like that of why they had to cut their EP at four. Yeah. But let's play a little bit then to get people yeah. on board. So Dave, what track do you recommend? I really like the opening track, Fade. All right. So once again, that's Valiers. I'm going to spell it out for you. S-A-W. Okay, only people that, that watch that will get that. <laughs> it's V-A-L-L-I-E-R-S. Valiers, right? Yep. And that's Lost in Familiarity EP on Dream Atlantic Records. Next, we have Ghost Atlas. All is in sync, and there's nothing left to sing about. And it's an independent release this is a alt-rock slash post-hardcore band. It's Jesse, the guitarist and vocalist of ERA. It's his side project. This is their first full length, and it's completely funded by him, apparently. Yeah. 
which is awesome because he's also produced about like two or three amazing music videos on his own dime. Right here you have it. This would be my favorite release of the week. Oh, damn. Yeah. I'm still listening to it. I have yet to have a complaint over it. Um, once I get done with a song, I'm like, shit, that was a good song. I, I check my phone. It's a different track. And I just think, I keep thinking that maybe there's a bad song on this. Even the slow track, uh, I think it's called Scout's Honor. I like that one. Uh, there's a few slow yeah. tracks. Yeah. But like the soup, I think Scout's Honor is by far the slowest. Gotcha. Um, but uh, yeah, I didn't expect it to be bad after the singles we've been playing either. Well, so right. definitely didn't let me down. What was your take on this? I enjoyed it a lot as well. It's definitely mm-hmm. a showcase for Jesse's clean vocals. Oh, yeah. For sure. You're not going to get the unclean vocals that you hear in era. This is all clean vocals. But yeah, it often sounds like a mix of Seosin and Dance Gavin Dance. Yeah. And that's a that's not a bad combination to have. No, it's not. I'll take that any day. Yeah. So I think if you like the clean vocals in era, you're going to like this. If you're not a fan of the clean vocals in era, you're not going to like this most likely. No. So it kind of no. goes hand in hand a little bit. If you had to make me choose between the two, and no one is making me do that, but we do yeah. talk about things on the show. So I would say I'm more of a fan of era than I am okay. of this, but just because I think this falls a lot on that whole alt-rock kind of stage, and I would rather this be more on the post-hardcore side, if anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he has an amazing voice. Everything is done fantastically on this album. Yeah. I'm not saying anything that way, but I do enjoy a lot of what Era does as well. Yeah. Era is one of my favorite bands. So I would I would listen to Era. Like, if I'd, like I said, don't make me choose ever. But choose. if I had to pick one, <laughs> Sophie's choice. It would Do be Era, but his clean vocals are very distinct too. Like I can point his vocals out over a ton of clean vocalists. No, I can agree with that. But yeah, I yeah. really, really like this. I think everyone should take a listen for sure. I would love to see them live. Oh yeah. But yeah, all in all, a really good first full length album. Looking forward to hearing more. Looking forward to hearing more Era. Pretty much just looking forward to hearing more of everything he does. So. Oh yeah, definitely. Since this is your favorite of the week, what song would you recommend? Track two, Vertigo, is one of the best songs of the year. Wow. All right. Yeah. Let's do it. So once again, that's Ghost Atlas, all is in sync, and there's nothing left to sing about, and this is an independent release. Now we've got Spawn Again, a tribute to Silverchair compilation, and this is on Unified Records. This one's a tough one, Dave. (laughs) This one's a tough one. Yes, it's a tough one. I'm going to preference this by saying I am a fan of Silverchair. Okay. 
So now that does not mean that I hold their music in higher regard when it comes to covering it. I think the same cover rule should apply to this. You make it your own. You make it good. Whatever you're doing, you want a cover song to stick with you. So my issue here, and I'm just going to focus on one band right now as a negative. (laughs) I was super disappointed with the Amity Affliction. I was about to say, if you start an album with that, ugh. Yeah, and I don't know if they're just phoning it in because they think they don't have to care anymore. They're a band this year who has made two really bad covers. Fucking terrible covers. Really? Yeah, that one on Pop Goes. Yeah, really, really bad. They opened this album really, really, really poorly. I mean... Tomorrow, first of all, is one of the biggest silver chair songs there is. So they've got like probably the biggest, maybe. And the song is just literally the same song almost, but with screaming vocals during when they say tomorrow, pretty much. That's like almost the only time. And the screaming vocals are so scratchy and Uh so terribly produced and mixed in that it's like they didn't give a shit. It's like. They did the vocals in separate time zones and area codes and fucking I did not understand how they did this because it sounded so bad. Yeah, that that was a fucking the past two covers, like you said, are so bad that I almost want to write this fucking band off. In a way, I kind of am because there's so much great music coming out of Australia. I used to say maybe three years ago, fuck, man, the Amity Fliction has that shit on lock. Like, they are the band in Australia that you need to know. Now, though, there are so many amazing bands, either not just coming out now, but who have been making quality music that you just really didn't know about. But now you've got distribution that's really getting their music out there. And the Amity Affliction are just slipping because they've been phoning it in for a long, long time. I don't know what's going on with them. I used to love them. Now they come here. They were here a month ago. And I'm just Uh like, eh. I don't I don't yeah. need to see them again. I've seen them like 10 times. Yeah, I know there I for sure there's two or three other amazing Australian bands on this lineup, so. But I will say let's let's point out some positives. I really like Storm the Sky. They did a really really great version of Emotion Sickness, which is already a great song. So that was really good, probably the best on the album. And then I okay. really really liked what Void of Vision did with Israel's Son. I thought that was awesome. And I'm saying really, really a lot, but I'm trying to really, really Uh focus in on those. (laughs) So I would definitely recommend both of those. We just talked about Void of Vision last week and how good their EP was. They made this song their own, and I think that's what made it good. And then also, I like North Lane's version of their track as well. It didn't hit as well as it could have, but it was still good. It was still standout. What did you think about the uh, track 10, uh, Columbus? I wasn't a huge fan. Nothing else no. Nothing else caught me. Those were the only okay. three tracks that I thought were done well. Okay. But that's just my opinion. Okay. My issue with this, though, is I don't know if this would make anyone who didn't know Silverchair go back and listen to Silverchair. No. So I don't know, other than for the bands that probably love Silverchair, because, you know, I believe Silverchair is from Australia. I think all of these bands are Australian. So Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, unless like one slipped in there that I'm not sure about, but I'm pretty sure they're all Australian. So if they're paying tribute 
because they love Silverchair and what Silverchair was able to do for their music scene, then that's great. But otherwise, I don't know what this was supposed to accomplish. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen, seen Polaris on this lineup. True. I would have liked to have seen Bellhaven. I would have liked to have seen yep. Make Them Suffer. Yep. Yeah, there's a bunch Hellions. of people. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, we'll leave it at that because I don't really want to play any of this. <laughs> Next up, another really quick one. American Me with Still Firing EP. And this is on Rise Records. This is a metal hardcore band. It is three tracks. <laughs> and really, the only thing I have to say is Passing Ships, that track, showed promise. But there's nothing here to go on. Like, what no. are you supposed to do with this? It's a fucking mess. Like, I'm not saying the band is bad or anything, but what are you supposed to do with a three-track EP when you're trying to get to know a band? Yeah, especially putting this out on Rise. I'm surprised Rise would even put this out. They even fucked it up on Apple Music. It's not even called not called an EP. It's called Still Firing Single. <laughs> Maybe that's what it's supposed to be. Like, I don't know the backstory of why this is released the way it is. I mean, sure, they're on my map now, so I know, hey, when they have more music, I'd like to check it out, but there's nothing to go over here. No. Next up, we have Backtrack, Bad to My World, on Bridge Nine Records. This is a hardcore band. It's their third full-length album. This is along the lines of a knock loose. Yeah, this one took me a minute, I will say. I didn't like it at first, I told you that. (laughs) You did. You did. And I was like, I don't understand why he wouldn't because it's along the same lines as Knock Loose with the strained, higher pitch screaming. And it's just like chuggy. What I say last week or something, it's chuggy fun. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I enjoy that, you know? It's a good hardcore album. It follows the rules of good hardcore. Yeah. Um, It did take me a minute, like I said. Um, But I'm slowly getting more familiar with the tracks and... Not as bad as what I first thought. I think I was in a bad mood over a couple of these. <laughs> I let it bleed into this one, and I'm sorry, Backtrack. See, that was very nice of you. Yep. Well, look, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I would like to see this band live. I enjoyed jumping up and down to the breakdowns and the chugs and you know all that kind of stuff. So how about we take a listen to Cold Blooded? So once again, that's Backtrack, Bad to My World, on Bridge Nine Records. Next up, we have Dreamcatcher, spelled D-R-M-C-T-H-R, with Hold Your Love on Dark Shore Music Group. This is an indie pop rock shoegazy band. It's a female-fronted shoegazy band. It's atmospheric. There's plenty of electronics. I think her vocals are definitely good. But this is more on the mellow side, I would say, than anything else. And I think, really, this goes in that category of if someone was over to my apartment and they didn't necessarily like screaming music, I could put this on and not get sick to my stomach. Yeah, (laughs) that's about all I'd have to say about it, too. I didn't didn't 
love it. I didn't really hate this album as much as I thought I would, but it's just in, in between. I mean, I probably won't listen to it again, but I don't have anything to talk shit on. <laughs> right. Well, right. Which isn't the goal. We just want to let people know that it's out there, but it's not like you wouldn't say this is like Paris and you wouldn't say this no. is like Paramore. So it's like that kind of in between where it's that indie rock kind of vibe, but good vocals, good everything else. It's just not really the style that we would lock on to and have a lot to say about. It's fine for what it is, but I'm probably not going to listen to it again. Nope. I probably won't, but it's out there for you guys. Yeah. Talented people, you know, if you like that type of music, if you have a lady friend or a man friend over that you need some, you know, kind of mellowish music to put on the background that isn't terrible pop music, then yeah. Dreamcatcher is for you. Yep. Continuing on here, we have Speaking with Ghosts with Illuminated on Famine Records. This is a metalcore band, it's their first full length album. I like the opening of Woven in Gold because they really got to it and it just hit you right away and then it was in there. Mm -hmm. And really, it's straight up metalcore. There's really not much, if any, electronic core here. And yeah. there's not really that much on the clean vocal. And as well, if anything, anytime they really try for clean vocals, it has that tinge of like radio rock unclean vocals. Yeah. You know what um I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I would I would agree with you on track one, how it came out swinging like that, but it kind of lost me after that. Not yeah. Lie. <laughs> it's not that they're untalented. It's not that the album was produced badly or anything like that. It's just I think they didn't do anything on this album to really make them stand out from other metalcore bands. And I think that's something we talk about a lot on the show, is you really yeah. have to hit that hard and be a little bit different while still doing the same thing. <laughs> and it's tough to it's really tough to pull that off. So I'm not sure they did. I wasn't really into this until the final track. I think the yeah. final track was different enough to make them stand out a bit. And I enjoyed that. But then I was questioning, where is that throughout the rest of the album? So I'd recommend that people take a listen to that, especially if you don't like as much clean vocals in your metalcore, this might be more of the band for you. I just don't think they do enough to really stand out. Yeah, I agreed there. Um, they need to do a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, a little bit too similar in certain parts. Yeah. So yeah, I would definitely recommend people listen to Skywalker, though. Okay. Next up, here's a classic. It's Emery with Revival, Emery Classics Reimagined, and this is on BC Music. So this is another reworked album, and I guess oh, that's boy. the yeah the new trend out there in the scene. Yeah, unfortunately. Some bands can do it, some bands can't. I do want to start with some of my background of Emery. So I think Emery has four amazing full-length albums, which is mm -hmm. awesome. Like, so damn good. I love Emery. I'll never be able to stop listening to Emery, nor would I want to stop listening to them. I go back, you know, on a regular basis and I listen to The Week's End because I think yeah. that's an absolutely amazing album. Yeah, I would say that one's a masterpiece, honestly. Yeah, I would too. And it holds up as well. You can go ahead and you can put that on. I think that's where stuff loses me because when yeah. I listen to this, now this was crowdfunded to have this reworked oh. album. So everyone who okay. crowdfunded got this right away. 
But I'm not sure I see the point in an album like this because what I did right away was I looked at the track listing and I went right to the ponytail parades. Yep. And I go, <laughs> if they can't pull this off as reworked, then this whole album is going to be a loss to me. And that's mm-hmm. the way I felt. I listened to that one. It did not get me. So I listened to the rest. And I was like, there is nothing here that is better than the original music. And that's what I don't understand is why would you make a reworked album if it's not better than the original music? I understand doing an acoustic song. You know what I mean? Like that's completely fine. I think doing the ponytail parades acoustic is a great version. They did that a long time ago, but I wouldn't consider that reworked. And I think my voice might've just spiked there a little bit, but that's just because I'm so passionate about, about (laughs) but Go back and listen to The Week's End. And they have, like I said, in my opinion, at least four amazing albums. Go back to The Week's End and listen to Fractions. Listen to The Ponytail Praise. Listen to Walls. And tell me Walls that those... Is such a good song. Oh, of course it is. I mean, <laughs> of course <laughs> it is. But dude, I remember still walking down the street and just singing Fractions. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. Those songs are so amazing. You can't make them better by trying to rework them. It just doesn't work that way. And I'm a super fan of Emery, and even I'm saying that. So I'm sure there are many (laughs) people that love this. They'll love anything that they do. But I don't know why you would do this if you can't make it better than the original track. Yeah, um, I will say it's better than a couple other... Well, we didn't even cover a couple of them. The reimagines and stuff like this. Oh, you mean Even Essence? (laughs) Even Essence, Four Years Strong, Emma Rosa. uh, Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's more. Oh, there is. I'm sure there's more. There absolutely is. I think the only reworked album that we've enjoyed is Ice Nine Kills. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Safe is just a shadow. The reimagined one. Yep. yep. Once again, I find it hard to trash Emery. So I'm not trashing Emery because I think they're fucking amazing. No matter what, I'll always think Emery is amazing. But when you listen to an album like this, I'm more akin to saying, go listen to the original. So give this a chance. Maybe you will like this a lot. I kind of, I almost, I bet you, or I dare you, I dare you, go play the Ponytail Parades original and then play this one and just tell me which one's better because it's certainly not going to be the new one. Yep, definitely. So last up here, we have Phineas, Dark Flag on Solid State Records. This is a metalcore band. It is their fourth album. It's their first with Solid State. Dude, they just do everything right in this. Yeah, they really do. The clean vocals took a little more. There's some songs I don't enjoy as, many, as much as others because it has kind of like a... The clean vocals have like a, I don't know, a new metal radio rocky sound, which I didn't like. Okay. But there's other tracks that don't have that, which kind of confused me. But also seeing them live just this past week. Yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed this album. Not my favorite album of the week, obviously. I've already gave that award away. <laughs> but this was a very great album. This was my favorite album of the week. Okay. And I was surprised, but I was surprised about it though. Oh. Because I like the singles coming into it, but I've never been a huge Phineas fan. Yeah. So for me, for it to come in, like I really enjoy that that's been happening recently where you almost write a band off. You know, like I haven't really cared about their past music. And then you get to the fourth album, you're like, holy shit. Like I would listen to this way more than I would their first album. Like, I love when that happens. So I was very happy to get an album like this. And really, it's straight up metalcore. It's clean Mm -hmm. vocals. It's unclean vocals. 
but they do it really well. And sure, you know, some of the lyrics can be a little bit iffy because how many times can you hear six feet under? You know what I mean? That does happen. (laughs) It does happen. But I think they arrange things in a really good way. I think their production value is really good. I think everything really works in this. And then even for, you know, some played out lyrics like that, you have another one like hope isn't grown, hope is awakened. Mm -hmm. And I really like that. That really like, it's great when you can think of something like that that really sticks with a person, you know? Yeah. Also, take notice that like if other bands are promoting this band. Yes. Like a... (laughs) That's generally a good sign that they're also good people. Right. Silent Planet is doing a lot of promotion of this. Yes, they are. I yeah. think Kingdom of I Giants. Yeah. Friend of the show. Both friends of the show promoting yep. this. And I know there are lots more as well that I'm missing, so I apologize for that. But <laughs> I think this is one of the better metalcore albums of the year. Agreed. So I was very happy for that, and I hope people give it a listen. And I say right now we take a listen to My Rosary. Yeah, man, I really love everything in there. Clean and unclean vocals, technical guitar work, the drumming, the bass, like everything in there works. So I would definitely recommend people check out this album. Once again, it's Phineas Dark Flag on Solid State Records. There we go, Dave. We did it. Uh We did it. So I have a challenge for you. What the what? Surprise, I didn't even let him know. All right, you have the album list in front of you? Yes, I do. Let's see if I can get him, guys. <laughs> Ian, which one of these bands has the most followers and the least amount of followers? I'm going to say it has to be Phineas. Has the most. Boom, you got Phineas. Okay, all right. You right. have the top dog of the week. All right. I uh-huh. thought I was going to go Kissing Candace as like a, but then I think I remember what they had. So, okay. Kissing Candace and Backtrack had more than I expected. I will say that, but Phineas definitely was the top dog. Okay. So then the one with the least amount, right? Yes. Under a thousand. I want to go with Valiers. You got it. Yes. I am awesome. I thought that <laughs> I, I figured you'd get the, the least amount. The the top dog, I think it would get you a little bit, but you figured it out. I went back and forth between Emery. But then oh, I remembered yeah. that yeah. a lot of people don't remember that Emery is around, and I don't think Emery gets the credit that they deserve. True. Like when people talk about emo and screamo and post-hardcore the first band that comes to their mind is not emery it probably should be in many situations but you know what i yeah. mean so all right yeah what do i win you win me asking you next week yeah a different That's question oh. so you don't you can't look it up fantastic okay right. it sounds amazing right, be people, a surprise. people are gonna stay tuned all right yep 
All right, so now upcoming albums for Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. At the Drive-In, Sect, Romancer, Shame Cult, and Seven Stories High. What the fuck did I deserve to get those albums? There is one that I think is going to be good. If you talk <laughs> bad, if you talk bad about Shame Cult, I'm going to be very upset. Okay. Come on, man. It has okay. Skaggs in it. All right, we'll see. Skaggs is the fucking man. <laughs> Just saying. All right, that is the end of album reviews for today. Guess what, man? It's time for hate mail. You think we're gonna kiss your ass since you get a good review in your magazine? Well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self-righteous poser, wannabe writer, candy ass pencil, shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Shove it up your ass! All right, everyone, it is hate mail time. This is where we answer questions from listeners. Dave, take us away. We have a few. Oh, we do. Three. Let's start off with number one, the famous Lewis Core. He is famous. So he wants to know if there's any song we have that gets us a little bit emotional. And if so, tell him that song. So I am going to sidestep the very easy and hack jokes of just listening bands that I don't like in the scene. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like every rap, boy band, country band, EDM, whatever, quote unquote, artist, and actually answer the question truthfully. So I have a few. Okay. There are some songs that I specifically have imprinted with certain memories. For instance, The Emptiness by Alisana. That is specifically linked with an ex of mine that I was actually going to propose to on stage during one of their shows. So I'm not saying I cry for everything, but it is emotionally linked to me because that showed me that I'm actually capable of love and compromise, and that makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah. There's your emotion there. The second Uh one is no matter what's happening in my life, no matter what terrible day I'm having, If I hear I'm not okay, I promise, by MCR, I automatically feel happy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, no matter what. Okay. It doesn't matter. (laughs) And then last for me, when you talk about the feels, I'd have to say the used with On My Own and then Mayday Parade with You Be the Anchor That Keeps My Feet on the Ground, I'll Be the Wings That Keeps Your Heart in the Clouds. Ooh. Those are my answers, sir. And you have much better answers than I do. Of course I do. My name is Ian. I'm emotionless Dave. <laughs> you, you are. Know? You are a robot. Uh, he's trying to just get emotion out of me. This is what Lewis is trying to do. And he, Lewis won't win. Um, <laughs> if I had to take a song and I had to go back and think a little bit on this one, would probably be the last track of the Beartooth album, Sick and Disgusting. And it's the track Sick and Disgusting. Would be a very emotional song for almost anyone. There's a couple, a lot like bird songs that are kind of emotional. They can they can dig at you a little bit. Sure. Um, I think we mentioned on the show before that final track on the Too Close to Touch album. Yeah, Ellie or Eilie or. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that one will get anyone. Oh yeah. Um, that one's so much passion. You have no soul that doesn't get it's you. It's true. It's true. Yeah, those are my answers. I'm pretty confident with mine. Not bad, man. I thought you were going to go for a joke, but we actually answered truthfully. So that was good. Yep. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Thank you, Lewis. What do we got next? 
my lady, my girlfriend. My lady. I don't like the word girlfriend. <laughs> girlfriend sounds like it, it just doesn't sound right. Um, Would you prefer a boyfriend? I don't know. <laughs> you can. No, it just it feels like I'm 14. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Someone so, from the scene is going to sexually misconduct you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so me and her had a discussion. We want to know. She defends the used to her grave. I mean, she's going down swinging. <laughs> it doesn't no matter what I tell her. Sure. And she asked me the same question. Um, what band, musician... Who, who, who will you argue with me to, to the day you die? At least as of now. I mean, whoever I like or band I like could totally turn to shit and I'll tell you. But as of now, I have my answer. But first, I want to hear what you got. So I understand the question from that angle, I guess. But then that just means basically, would you defend bands that you love? And that's what I would definitely do. But unfortunately, there's no band that I wouldn't say if they had bad albums. Hey, they also have bad albums. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe we're not the right people to ask about it then because it still seems kind of weird to be blindly defending any band whatsoever. You know? People do, though. It's very common. We're cut from a different cloth, Dave. (laughs) We, We just are. There's no one that I am just going to blindly defend if I think that they also happen to have bad music, even if they have good music. Yeah. Maybe... The only bands that I would defend blindly are bands that have been on Ian Hates Music. Okay. <laughs> because that way I am loyal to those yeah. bands. So I guess that would be my answer. Is anyone who's been on Ian Hates Conversations, Ian Hates Music, past and present and future? Okay. There you go. How about that? Fair enough. Yep, that works. Well, Dave, I had that long winded answer. What about yourself? So mine was tricky. Um, tricky, tricky. I had tricky. to think of a solid band, start to finish. I enjoy, and if they were to announce a new album, I would tell you it's good before even listening to it. Oh, okay. Um, right now, okay. So this is this is tricky here. Tricky, um, tricky, tricky. I would say it is the band Day Shell, but I got even trickier with it. I would tricky, say tricky. it is the musician Shaley. Um, I believe he made of Mice and Men great. Right. And I believe when he left. My Amusin Men is a steamy pile of shit. <laughs> and I almost went a full episode without making fun of Cold World. Oh, you did it. Oh, you so did here it. I am. Look at Cold World. I give thanks reflect. for that. Shell, two, two full lengths out. Both I played on repeat. I would arguably have my album of the year. Each year those came out. Wow. So okay, that's, that's who I'm going with. I'm sticking to it. Interesting. All right. Well, look, I like that you have a final answer for that. Yep. Well, thank you, Nikki. And Dave, I believe we have one more question, right? Yes, this comes from Neil. Neil is also a part of the, now hear me out, the Gits and Shiggles podcast. I get it. (laughs) So Neil wants to know, really, at what point do we say enough to all these subgenres? Or even on the opposite end, why do people think it's necessary to separate these bands and the tiny uh, subgenres? And is it a good thing? So we've had this debate on the show before. Okay. And I don't think we ever got to a clear, decisive answer on it. We could easily... Yeah, we could easily just say this is rock or metal. But I think by separating out bands, you get to talk more in depth about them. Okay. So if, you know, for the end of the year show, 
if we decided to do a top 10 list, which we're not because we're not hacks, if we decided to, and I know there are actually good places that do countdowns, I just don't like the whole, like, let's wait to the end and then let's rank one through 10. I'm just not oh. a fan of that format. So you could do that at the end of the year and say, all right, here's your top 10 post-hardcore bands, metalcore bands, blah, blah. And that way you would get to talk about more music that way. Yeah. It also right. means, just think about it this way, Dave. If I said, hey, Dave, would you like to go to a metal concert? And mm. I just left it like that. Would that yeah. be something that interests you, knowing how wide the variety of metal can be? Yeah, that yeah, that made me wonder if I'm going to a, a Metallica or a Knock Loose show. Exactly. And that's kind of the way I think <laughs> about it is, sure, there's no reason to argue. Like if for some reason, Dave, I was introducing an album to you and I said, this band's an alt-rock post-hardcore band. You were like, eh, I don't really think it's post-hardcore. Why would we argue yeah. about that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, There's really no yeah. reason to do that. But if I'm talking to a woman that I would like to take on a nice date, maybe a steak dinner, and we're having a conversation about music, I might tell her I like the rock and metal genres because I don't mm -hmm. want to get into a whole thing saying, well, I enjoy screamo, post-hardcore, metalcore. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. need to get that in-depth with someone that doesn't necessarily know the music. Now, if we start dating and we get in a relationship, then sure, I will go into all the intricacies of our scene. Yeah. But for those kind of things, I think you can be like, hey, I like metal. But if you talk yeah. to someone else, and I know I'm going on another long-winded long explanation, but if you also go up to someone who is a straight metalhead, who only likes hardcore death metal, if you mm -hmm. went up to them and said, I like metal music, and they're like, oh, <laughs> so you like Carnifex or something, you know what I yeah. mean? Then you're going to go, ah, no, I mean like My Chemical Romance. They're going to laugh at you yeah. because you wouldn't necessarily put them in the same category. I think that's what's so great about this music scene, that they're so, so diverse, but so large. Yeah, there's a lot to listen to. Like when we talk about yeah. even what this show covers, we mm -hmm. cover pop rock. You know, we cover some pop every once in a while, but it yeah. ranges that whole spectrum from emo, screamo, post-hardcore, metalcore, metal, yeah. death metal, deathcore, like whatever comes yeah. on our radar is what we talk about. So it's not discriminating against certain genres, but it also actually gives you more to talk about if you think about it that way. Yeah. So I'm not saying I would ever get mad at someone for saying that one band was this genre and really I think they're that genre because, oh, but they have technical guitars here and clean vocals during the chorus only. I'm not talking about that. But I think in general, I think it's fine to do subcategories when it gives you more specificity. Specificity, right? Yeah. 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 It's so hard for me to explain people dance, cabin, dance too. So I'm like... Uh, you just have to fucking listen to it. I don't. <laughs> well, that's also true. Sometimes it really yeah. is, you know, because I would put Dance Gavin Dance into post hardcore. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that they're not also technical metal, maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or something, you know, experimental metal. That kind of, yeah. yeah. Progressive rock, like all that kind of stuff. So I totally get where Neil's coming from. And maybe at some point, those genres will go away what i would say to neil as well is maybe if he means this 
in live band terms where it's like, oh, all the metalcore bands tour with each other and all the post-hardcore bands tour with each other. I would like to see that go away. I do like yeah. the idea of having a variety of different bands yeah. on a show. I mean, I like it sometimes when it is all metalcore as well. It depends on what mood I'm in. But yeah. I do like that idea of hearing a different band because I would consider a band like The Ongoing Concept to be mm-hmm. more post-hardcore, but they're also pretty funky. So yeah. I don't think that they don't fit in. I guess I'm doing double negative here. I think that they fit in with a metalcore band too. I don't want them to be separated from that, if that makes sense as well. It does. It, it Because if you're trying to match them with bands that sound just like them, you're going to have to do some digging. Yeah, that's also very true. So yeah, yeah I hope <laughs> I hope that answered some questions for Neil. Yeah. But thank you very much, Neil. Thank you. Appreciate that question. So I think that brings us to the end of Hate Mail. If you also have questions for Hate Mail, you can get in touch with Dave throughout all the different groups he's in. And then you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ian Hates Podcast on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ian Hates. And then you can also email me. And technically that would be exact hate mail, ianhates at gmail.com. All right, Dave, it is November which means we can go back now to our monthly segment and do In Loving Memory. All right, Dave, you are up. What do you got? All right. I know you're familiar. I'm almost scared to see your reaction. So, as many of you might know it, Crown the Empire have changed, and they've changed to a point from this last album and moving forward, I'm even more terrified of what's going to happen, but they're changing into a very, I don't know, a soft radio rock band. Um, it's different. I know I used to obsess over their, uh, old album, um, the, uh, the fallout. Sure. That one I played nonstop. I think that's half the problem. I was so obsessed with that album. Um, but then, in 2016 came retrograde retrograde had two highlights for me and 11 tracks that's not good they have a song that is so horrible in this album that i erased <laughs> that song from my phone so oh, i have the, most of the album besides like these real shitty songs so i have to do some digging here they have a song called kaleidoscope yes i'm aware it's painful there's many other on that album that are pretty painful for me to get through anymore. I think Crown the Empire have maybe adapted a whole new sound and maybe a whole new audience because I don't see many people sticking with them. If you go from on the fallout, for example, uh, Memories of a Broken Heart, one of the best songs ever, or Johnny's Revenge. Wow. Um, then you go to the newest release. You'll be able to feel the difference. So I don't think it's that different. <laughs> I don't think it's that different. It is a little different. I would say the way the band is now without the unclean vocalist. Now that yes. is different. I would not be surprised it's... if the next album is completely different from everything. But I didn't think Retrograde was that different from the Fallout. Really? But I understand what you're saying for sure. But what I also remember, and I think really one of the reasons there's two reasons why i think people are moving away from crown the empire one is they lost their super talented clean and unclean vocalist 
Then also the hearing about them having a member, a quote unquote member of the band who's not really a member of the band who writes all their music. Yeah. So that's yeah. the other thing. And I think that that spread for a while. And maybe people don't remember that. But that is true. And I don't like that kind of thing because that's what pop artists do. Having someone yeah. write your music for you is not the same as you writing your own music. Whether you can go ahead and put your own memories and, you know, like passion into that, that's basically what we do as music yeah. listeners when we hear a song. So they're music listeners who are then using their instruments and their vocals to play what someone else put passion into. That's the way I look at yeah. it. So I understand where you're coming from. I just didn't see a huge humongous difference between those. Okay. That's all. So let's see it. What do you have? So we're going to the well because the well is dry, I guess. <laughs> and I just couldn't help it, but I have to go with the used. Oh, boy. They've come up multiple times in the show, so it just makes sense to do it now. And this is a band who I would say has changed throughout their entire career. Yeah. So I'm not even saying like they had a whole bunch of albums that were exactly the same because I would say the used are one of those very unique bands that really changed a lot over their entire yeah. career. So it's not just, hey, you know, the self-titled was their best and then they went to In Love and Death and that was super different and everyone hated it. Actually, probably people love In Love and Death more than the self-titled. Now, I do happen to love the self-titled the most. But okay. I go pretty much all the way to artwork. Okay. And then I lose track during Vulnerable and Imaginary Enemy and all that kind of stuff. So I kind of lose track of them around there because that's when it got, even during artwork a little bit, that's when I started to see a change in the people that were listening to used music. And it kind of got more of that jock rock kind of thing. Yeah. And I am not a fan of that. But <laughs> Lies for the Liars it's an amazing fucking album. And then you go into artwork that is still good, but it's kind of on the decline, at least for me. Same with Vulnerable. There are a few tracks in there, and then they kind of lose me. But they've always been a band that has changed their sound from album to album. That's a good place to stop for in Loving Memory, I think. They have changed, that's for sure. <laughs> they definitely have. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I think that means it's Breakdown from the Past Time. Yes, it is. All right, buddy. I don't know, man. I'm just so out of it right now. <laughs> what is your choice for a breakdown from the past? All right. This one uh, is a unique one for you. It's a good song, at least. Good. So, Oh, you're not trying to so sabotage the show anymore. I'm not trying to sabotage. The last one. The last <laughs> one I knew you really liked. Indeed. It makes you just appreciate Corey Lockwood a little bit more today. <laughs> Very true. So my breakdown from the past is the band Fever Dreamer. I'm not sure if you're familiar. I am not. So this band had a single, and that's it. But they're on Sumerian Records in like 2014. Came out with a single and literally vanished from all social media, just gone. They kept talking of an EP on social media, and I waited for it for too long. <laughs> and I was scrolling through my music the other day, and it shuffled to this song. I'm like, holy shit, did that EP ever come out? No, they're no longer together. Gotcha. So that really sucks. This band's, I would say, um, like a, I would say an alternative rock 
got to go with the subgenre shit. Um, <laughs> but this is a this is a rock band, I'd say, softer rock. Um, I think you'll enjoy it. I would like to play for you the track, the their only track, "A Month of Sunshine." So you bring a band to the show that has literally one song. Yes. Oh, Dave. One song. You're still trying to sabotage this bit. <laughs> so, Ian, what do you have? So I am going old school. I am okay. going to Coal Chamber. Never heard of them. What? That makes no sense. Clueless. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. So they have... Four full-length albums. One album actually came out in 2015 after mm. being on hiatus since 2002. Ooh. They are a new metal band, but they were one of the beginning new metal bands. It was like goth new metal. Okay. They had that new album in 2015, but then said for sure they are not doing any more. So that's well, why huh. they were eligible for this. Now, I have not listened to that album. What I'm going to stick to is the first two, the self-titled and then chamber music. Because those were huge in the scene. Those were big time. Not only were those albums huge, they not only got Ozzy Osbourne to guest vocal, they also got him to be in the music video. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. This was a huge band, at least in the new metal scene. Okay. And the band Kissing Candace reminded me of a little bit with that one track was coal chamber oh, okay yeah so i mean right now the lead singer des is in devil driver mm-hmm. and devil driver is right. doing pretty well on their scene as well so i have to do it because <laughs> i can't help myself i need <laughs> to play the track big truck from their self-titled album bitch <laughs>
All right, so I had to wait until they said big truck over and over again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> a lot of emphasis on the big truck. Yes, there was a big truck. Don't you get it? <laughs> I think I remember seeing them when Chamber Music, when the second album came out. And I remember being in the pit for that song. And that really got everyone going, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm actually going to go listen to the new album and okay. see what it's like. There's some really good gems, though, scattered throughout right. you know, some of this music. So I just can't believe I've never done Cold Chamber here. All right, Dave, I think we have talked enough. This is going to be a much longer episode than we thought it was going to be. And my voice I is <laughs> dying. My voice is dying. I need a, some type of a break at some point but that's not gonna happen so dave let's end the show all right dave do that thing you do all right everyone needs to like subscribe ian's uh cranking out a whole bunch of uh content and there's plenty more to come i'm sure which he hasn't told me of Yeah, keep in touch with us through email. Contact me on Facebook. Tell a friend. Be sure to give the the ratings and reviews. Um, all that helps. Goes a long way. So, Ian, are you going to leak a couple of these new conversations for me, or you're going to make me wait? I'm going to have to make you wait, man. Ah. <laughs> but, you know, just going to put it out there, though, so people know. The reason why they don't just go out right away is because you have to work on them. For example, with Rival Town, they did the show with four people out of the six members of the band in Canada Mm -hmm. over Skype. So you know there are going to be sound issues. From time to time, there are going to be issues. So I can't just record everything and just throw it out there. I have to go through. I have to process it. I have to remove background noise. There's a lot of things that happen. If people notice, Ian Hayes Conversations puts a lot of work into making sure that this stuff sounds good. I am not like other shows. I don't just take what's there and just go, hey, everyone's going to love it. No, that's not how it works. Sure, you can like the content of what's being talked about, but it's also good if it fucking sounds good. Yeah. (laughs) So that's what I'm checking on. That's what I'm running through processes that take time, re-listening to it over and over again and making sure that sounds correct on each different mobile device, all that kind of shit. So sorry for the the behind-the-scenes look. But I want these bands to sound the best that they possibly can because I love these bands and I love their music. And Dave, you and I both love Make It Work, the new EP by Rival Town. It's one of the best pop punk releases of this year. So I want you to like the guys. I want you to hear them. I want you, you know, not everything's going to be perfect. There's no way to get every single weird sound out of a Skype call for sure. Yeah. But that's what these conversations go through is they go through processing they go through filters to make sure that i can try and get these to sound as professional as possible that's why i put the money in that's why i put the time in i don't want you guys to have a subpar project you know what i mean yeah i have more conversations after that one as well that have to come out plus i'm looking for even more conversations to be on the show as well because i have a feeling that there might be a lull during the holidays. So I would like to stack things up if possible. I'm just not sure if that will be possible or not. We want to make them busy as possible. I never have a break. So yes, that (laughs) is true. But it's because I do something that I love. And on that note, I want to mention this. 
I have been getting a lot of help from Kelly for Ian Hates Movies. It looks like things might be coming back on track, and that means you might be getting a lot more Ian Hates Movies on a regular basis as well. So yeah, Dave, I think that is everything. I do want to say one more thing. Even though we have not really been talking about Thanksgiving, this should be out either before Thanksgiving or on Thanksgiving. Hopefully, you know, your family bugged you so much that you were like, ah, I can't be around that family. Let me listen to my family on Ian Hates Music and just go tune everyone out and listen to the show. So (laughs) happy Thanksgiving. I hope you're enjoying yourselves wherever you are, wherever you're listening. Thank you so much for listening. And I don't even want to go through plugs because I think people already know it. I don't think there's really any point to it. So, Dave, do you have any final words for everyone? You know, I'm going to change it to don't do drugs. And I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. So goodbye to Oh